Hey, everybody, Ashley Page here. Thank you so much for joining us on our Five Plan Partners weekly educational vlog. As always, we're delighted that you're with us and we appreciate you spending your time to pick up a little knowledge on the financial markets, which we always enjoy doing for you. The title of our presentation today is on the one-year anniversary of the pandemic. What are the top five primary and major changes that companies have made because of the pandemic? We thought that would be, looking back, very interesting to discuss with you. So we'll get right into it. But first, uh, let me preface that by saying each day that goes by at Five Plan Partners, we hear something a little bit different or a little bit unusual that a company is doing, adjusting to the fact that they're having to deal with the pandemic. But looking over the last five years with the largesse of the American economy, both in the production of goods and services, there are going to be a lot of different unusual things that people do. But what we've noticed over the last year are these five major points end up being pretty much a theme for everybody, which tells us going forward, they are probably going to have the most dynamic impact on money and markets. So let's quickly look at what those top five are. Number one, uh, if you've seen it yourself, you've lived it yourself over the last year, the hybrid workplace is here to stay. What we, do we mean by hybrid? Simply this, you've got some people working in traditional corporate environment. You've got some people working from home, like I'm doing this vlog today. And it looks like going forward, that hybrid is going to be the new normal. If we all go back about a year on the pandemic, I think all of us would think in the working environment, well, some of us may be working temporarily for a while, for two or three months until the pandemic uh, smooths itself out. Well, guess what? We got into the summer, we got into the fall, and particularly when the calendar turned over in year 2021, and we were still working with it. What happened is that we, as senior management teams, got more experience and got more trust in working with remote productivity like this they began to realize that the hybrid model that a lot of us are in now had some real, real advantages to it. Let me use one scenario for the two examples on that that I'll give you. One is, let's pretend a company has a thousand people and that they are in a commercial building downtown here in Birmingham. Well, let's say half of those, or about 500, were, began to work remotely. Well, what's gonna happen? you're not going to need as much physical space going forward, just housing 500 people as you did a thousand. So right off the bat, that commercial real estate expense is going to drop. More importantly, you can put those resources maybe into more productivity like technology, like your people, like the marketing channel of the way your products are sold. The second example I'll use given the same scenario Let's say again, we've got the same company with a thousand people. And let's say that we're not in a city like Birmingham, that you've got an easier commute. Let's say we're located in Atlanta, Chicago, Los Angeles, a place like that where commuting to and from work can be as much as an hour and a half or two hours in a day. 
Well, the truth of that matter is that is a lot of productivity lost. So let's say that same 1,000 uh, employee count goes down to 500. You've got about 500 working from home. They're not having to commute as much. So you can see the simple math. 500 people times two more hours per day productive times 365 days minus the holidays and minus vacation people take. Well, that's a lot of productive time. So to us, what's going to happen going forward is the first major change. You're going to see a lot more companies adapting the hybrid model permanently because they've learned to trust it and they've learned that they can operate more efficiently many times using the hybrid. That's first. The second major change that the pandemic brought about is a much wider variety of companies are prepared for downside financial shocks. You know, if they're looking at their strategic planning, both short and long term, you know, an event like we just had in the pandemic, that is a total and complete outlier. It had major impact. No one saw it coming. So what you're going to get that's a positive on the backside of this is that we think that you're going to see across the board in a lot of industries, so many companies in their balance sheet and the, the safety of their cash being much more solid and prepared for a rainy day, like we went through a extended rainy day with COVID. Going out of the back of the pandemic, companies are going to be a lot better shape and a lot better prepared to deal with a downside shock. We'll give you one analogy of that. If you go back and look at 2008, once we, once financial companies, primarily banks and insurance companies, emerged from the financial crisis, the Federal Reserve and the FDIC required that they have much deeper capitalization. Well, over the past 13 years, that's made both the banking industry and the insurance industry in the United States much stronger. So that was sort of a narrow focus after 2008. Well, guess what? The pandemic impacted everybody. So you're going to have kind of a more conservative rainy day view after the pandemic on a lot of different types of industries. That's number two. Number three, and we think this one is fascinating. So many of our clients that we talk to in our business consulting function have told us that they have taken five years of technology improvement in their company and crammed it down to one year because in the pandemic, they had to. It was one of the things that they could control and they could react to. And when their sales are off, technology helps you in so many different ways. But a major way it helps you is it helps you in being more efficient in your cost. So if your sales drop with a pandemic, you can make as much money or almost equal as much money if you can lower your cost in delivering it. So we feel like a major positive impact on the backside of the pandemic, whether you're looking at 5G broadband or better technology in the way that you buy or you have better manufacturing tolerance machinery, all of that collectively got just really compressed into the pandemic year where most, where really it probably would have done, been done over five or seven years and if we'd had a more normalized environment. Well, what we're going to get from that is a lot of different companies across the United States delivering their products much more efficiently and much more cheaply to the consumer. That's item number three. Item number four, 
we've mentioned this to you on a vlog back in June, July. Item number four is that global supply chains are going to be totally reimagined and reimproved. A lot of our undermanaged business clients have told us that their sales held up pretty well in the pandemic, but their ability to get raw materials to produce those sales with a pandemic interrupted supply chain was really problematic. And what they ended up doing is they ended up developing an alternate or a duplicate supply chain. So what that benefited really more were a lot of undermanaged businesses in the United States that were not supplying from China or supplying from Taiwan or India or South Korea. Uh, they may have been paying a little bit more from their raw material product from kind of literally right down the street, but companies were very good about developing alternate supply chains. In time, that is going to create more efficient delivery of product in the raw material side, and that will also be good for consumer. Fifth and finally uh, is probably the one that seems the most logical and it is, but it's the one that's most pervasive. What the pandemic did is it forced all types of companies to reimagine how they sold to their customers and how they interacted with their customers. And going from the traditional way that they were doing that to alternate ways where they had to pivot off of that also will make delivery vehicles of products and how customers get them also more, also cheaper and more efficient. So what does that do? It puts even more money back in the hands of the consumer. And as we've said many times before on our blogs, 70% of consumer markets are driven by what the consumer can spend and invest. So looking across the board and looking back one year, those are our top five. The hybrid workplace, number one, more companies being uh, amenable to be able to handle downside financial shocks, that's number two. Number three, cramming five years of good technology into one year and having that long-term impactful. Number four, supply chains have been reimagined and improved. And number five, companies are much more savvy about how they sell to and interact with our customer base. We feel like over the next five to 10 years, like we did in the financial crisis, what we've gone through has taught us a lot of things that we're going to really use to our benefit over the next five or 10 years. So we hope this is interesting to you, helpful. As always, please feel free to call us at the company at Five Plan if you've got any uh, questions about this or want to just have more dialogue about it or communicate with us on any other social media site. We love hearing from you, having more dialogue on this. We hope you have a great rest of the week and that this is information uh, that you can use in understanding more of the underlying macro impact on financial markets. So have a great day and thanks.